Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? Welcome to Fireside. Welcome to Fireside. First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we get choose. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. Just pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my most power, earth you with features. Neither listen by weekly or you can binge us. We got it all, baby. Are there Ninjas! So relax and lie back as we start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comic facts and wise cracks. Welcome to the show. This is Fireside Chats. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Betty. And with me, as always, are my wonderful sidekick spouse, Mr. Moshko. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. To all the people who can click. Nah, I'm not going nope, into it. Nope, nope, nope. And a voice you haven't heard in a long time probably forgets his own intro, Mr. Mauer. Who's busy looking at his phone. Who still isn't talking into the no, microphone. Beep you! Did you see did you see his acting for the YouTube page? It, <laughs> did you, yeah, it doesn't lend itself well to audio, but it's gonna look great. Not on at video. all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. That made no sense. All right. Well, it's good having you back. Welcome to the Wednesday show. If you're new around here, that's where we talk about those comic related current events. Comic related current events. Comic related current events. Comic related current events. I like how it's just a grab bag. We all just say, I'm going to say <laughs> one of them. <laughs> as soon as I um, say, you can't. All right. Well, we've got plenty to talk about today. Like the dead is walking again. And the dead get paid. And are Black Widow's profits dead? These these are bad. These are bad. But hopefully they make. So these haven't stay gotten around. any better in my absence. No, God no, <laughs> no, nothing. Nothing has gotten better in your absence. But to be That's fair, right. nothing got hey. nothing got worse either. Come on. <laughs> it's pretty much coast. Hey, there's uh, a lot but of. We're moving up one, on on videos. That's true, and we also have another great thing. Uh, and we're before we jump into our uh, our comic related current comic events. Uh, quick little uh, word from our sponsor for today. It's still still weird saying that. Uh, the the good old Loot Crate is still uh, is still back in the show for a little Brought bit longer. Brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate. Uh, Get yes. your shit mailed to you. So for what, what you? Oh, he's doing the video thing. I got to remember that there's a video thing now. I'm anyway, uh, Fireside Crew 15. Get yourself uh, 15% off your next purchase over at Loot Crate, your next subscription box. Uh, just in time for the Guardians box that has that exclusive Groot. And for an extra 20, whoop, extra twenty four ninety nine, you can go ahead and uh, round out the series with, what, Gamora, Rocket, and uh, Star-Lord. Star-Lord. So, uh, yeah, and, but the 15% off is good for any of the subscription boxes. So if you want to support the show, head over there, pick yourself up something nice. You'll have gifts for everybody for a little bit because that's all the that's what loot box loot crate was. You get a loot crate, you go. These things are cool, and then these are gifts for for like <laughs> four people in my life. <laughs> I remember the grab bag table at work, you know, because there was like five or six guys that had all of the boxes. So you'd come in one day, and there would just be like a pile of geek heaven. Yep. And like I got the uh, Ferris Bueller license plate the one day. Oh like, really? That's a good one. That's a good win. Well, Nobody knew what it was, and I grabbed it, and it was the nervous one. And they're like, why do you want that so bad? I was like, you don't know what this is? Of course miss, they were. I missed 19. out on that. But again, big <laughs> thank you to Loot Crate. 
sponsoring today's episode. Let's get Thank back you. into our uh, our comic-related comic events. Uh, and let's start off with some DC news. We only have uh, one story, but it's worth talking about. Uh, it's the a new miniseries that's going to uh, exist within the DT- DC multiverse, written by the guy who wrote the uh, the new upcoming Batman, Matt Reeves movie. So that's kind of cool. It's called Batman the Imposter. Uh, the premise is a little, I don't know, it's a little worn out. I've seen this a bunch of times where there's somebody impersonating the Batman and the Batman is hunting the impersonator who is uh, has no problem murdering people. Sounds a lot like Daredevil uh, season four. with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or hasn't Batman done this multiple I feel times? Everybody's done this. Mm-hmm. Every, the Mysterio, the character of Mysterio is this storyline. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this has happened time and time again. This is the equivalent of like this is... So if the the top ring of you've done this storyline to death is superhero loses their power, the impersonator I feel like is either ring two or ring three. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just been done a lot. Well, it so, might be ring three because I think ring two is your secret identity is found out by a villain. Oh uh, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. So this is so it's up there though. It's you know it's top five overused storylines. But I I still love the idea of you know. Bigger Hollywood getting involved in, in smaller comics. Um, so the, I'm gone. The cool thing about this is it's only like year two for Batman. So it would make sense that this would be a time when this would happen. Like this plays out a little bit more natural than say Daredevil, who's like an established character and all of a sudden somebody jumps in. Um, well, kind of like the Batman in the Dark Knight trilogy, like the guys, you know, I don't wear hockey pads. Like but here's another key thing. We don't really know if this ties into the Batman, which we know is from that earlier time period. There's a big possibility this is a continuation of a larger Batman-centric universe that we know we are getting with the movie, the Gotham television show, and now this line of comics could all lead into the same thing, but there's no one saying that. So that's which just is speculation. Well, uh, it could be. I don't know. Like, I don't know. If we'll this were out. just to be a surprise, last issue, you see like a tie-in directly into the next thing we're going to see. That would be awesome. I'm looking forward to not knowing the next steps of our franchises that we're interested in. Like, it would be cool to not have the next 75 years laid out for us. Yeah, no. I agree. Uh, Matt uh, Mattson Tomlin is writing this. Um, he is one of the writers of The Batman with uh, Matt Reeves, obviously, and uh, somebody else. Who's the other writer? Uh, Peter Craig. 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 And then the so, artist is Andrea Sorrentino, who did Joker Killer Smile and Batman the Smile Killer, along with some Green Arrow stuff. So uh, it's, you know, I'm into it. it we'll comes, see. comes out in digital on October 12th, and the uh, hardcover format will be out September. September! Gotta love September. February 20th. Everybody's got to plan until they punch you in the mouth. <laughs> February 22nd. Listen, I'm gonna let you finish in a second, but Miles Morales has the best costume redesign ever. I agree. <laughs> he partnered up with Yeezy and uh, got some hot pink and black going on. And they keep saying pink. I don't. I I just think it's the tone. I, I mean, it's still very red to me. I'm not getting pink out of that. But I'm sure. colorblind, so I went off what the article said. <laughs> That's fair. They say it's pink, it's mother beeping pink. Uh, it's, I mean, it's a, if it's pink, it's a very reddish pink. But it's still very cool. It, it took me a little bit to kind of get cool. into the idea. Yeah. A Spider-Man with a real baggy sweater hoodie on doesn't seem very aerodynamic at all. No. 
but it still looks pretty cool. Especially that's when you're fighting somebody and they pull on your hoodie pull, and yeah, they hockey move you. him, pull it over yeah. his head, and just start beating <laughs> him up. I would love to know what the the who's the person who made costumes in the Incredibles. What they would have to say, <laughs> what, she, what she would have to say about the no hoodies, no capes. <laughs> uh, well, it's but, not even a hoodie, is it? No, it's no, it's not. It's because they couldn't. Like they already did. The, they did the hoodie three times now with Miles from um, Into the Spider Verse. Then with obviously Ben Riley, uh, the you know, the hoodie, and then with Spider Gwen. It's like okay, the hoodie things played out. So instead, they did that <laughs> zip up. You know, it's like with, the gator for uh, the pandemic. He's just pulling it up, cover his mouth yeah, a little extra. I mean, according sorry, according, the pandemic's here. I gotta. It's his pandemic costume. <laughs> according to the article, it's uh, based off of you know streetwear, and it does say with a hoodie sweater. So, I mean, what's a hoodie sweater? You know, it's a sweater with a hoodie, but there's no hood. <laughs> yeah, the image shows no hood. At In all. order oh. to be a hoodie, you must have a hood. I do like the emblem. I like the new emblem. That's very much like it looks almost like um like the Spider Man cr- or the Superman crest. That's a little bit So you know what yeah. it looks like? You know on uh, like your winter jackets, how the you could zip up like mm-hmm. the that's collar. Exactly that's exactly what that's it is. what it looks like. It's a pandemic costume. Moving on. Well, so this is all, again, for the 10th anniversary of Miles Morales. He's going to be uh, showcased on a bunch of different covers coming up. Um, but there is the, um, like, a, was it Ultimate Fallout 4 and then Ultimate Spider-Man 1 through 5 in, like, this $8 Collection. Pack. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's coming out. Be on the lookout for that. I feel that, like but we've mentioned moving. that, like, 10 times already. Like, I they think, haven't uh, really <laughs> said. what? Dude, it's been like 10 episodes since you've been on. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're only going to do this little thing for him. It's only been 10 years. Um, but whatever. It's going to be cool. I'm into it. It, it won't last long. We know that. It's, we're giving so, him his own clone saga, all right? So uh, when, when one new book starts, another one ends, right? Yeah. Look oh. at you. Look at this little segue so, champ so over here. So what's going on in the world of Hulk? Well, Al Ewing's, uh, I mean, I guess you could call it. Um, I don't know. I I don't know how people took this run. I Hulk I wasn't too into it. it. Did they? Yeah. I, so from what I've heard, Hulk fans really liked it because it was a unique take on the Hulk, and the Hulk was a little bit more dark, dude. Dark Hulk, and Hulk super dark. So which we haven't seen that we've seen gloomy Hulk, and we've seen like sad stay away from me Hulk, melancholy Hulk. Well, there's the, there's the Devil Hulk, which is the persona within the Hulk. So we know we have uh, Joe Fixit and a bunch of different personas that over the years that we've seen through the Hulk. There was one called the Devil Hulk that was like okay to not take over um, Banner. Um, and then he finally got his opportunity and it turned him into a more consistent Hulk with what we saw in the origin of Hulk, where he could only transform at night. So that was I played a big role into this, and he quite literally was immortal. Like there was no there was no killing this guy. But it, the big reveal was the, probably the green door and the one below all. So apparently, and again, I'm not big into this run, so take the, everything I'm about to say with a grain of salt. But the green door is the lowest level of the multiverse where you find the one below all, and the one below all is the worst person apparently in all of Marvel comics. Like the one above all is God. This is like the Devil Devil. So if one above all is Kirby, who would the one below all be? Have no idea. Have couldn't tell you. But the one below all uh, uses this green door as a means to resurrect uh, gamma radiated peoples. 
<laughs> so when, for example, when the original Gamma Bomb went off, technically Banner died, but was resurrected with the Hulk persona through the green door. So this is a pretty big expansion on the Hulk mythos, which is why this plays a big role. And we're going to find more about the green door because it was only opened once slightly and the Hulk was able to regain his senses and close the door, which apparently is now going to be re- reopened in this final issue. So we'll see what that is. But this is very much like an afterlife for the Flashes. Like, you know how the Flash family, if they die, they go to the Speed Force. And now we know when symbiote folk die, they go into the hive mind from uh, King and Black. Gamma radiated folks head down to the green door. So this is a, an essential afterlife for Hulk people. And when Bat family die, they go into Bruce Wayne's <laughs> they, tormented they go, soul. They go into the ground. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. <laughs> I will kill um, you. I think a big one, though, we got our first, uh, a nice little sneak peek trailer of the, the trial of Magneto, which seems very interesting. Hellfire Gala was a, was a miss, but that big twist at the end was a pretty big deal in X-Factor number 10, so spoiler alert for that. But we saw the, the body of the Scarlet Witch. I don't think got- they cared anything about the gala. <laughs> it was just a way for them to do some filler and kill off Scarlet Witch. Well, like, and then they did all of that weird press of like, we're just going to showcase new costumes and then celebrities are going to go to Krakoa. <laughs> hey, Eminem was happy to go. Kevin Feige was talking about, wanted to learn about, you know, Cyclops' origin. You know, he was like, what's, <laughs> tell me your story. We got to make a movie about you coming up. Um, but regardless, uh, Scarlet Witch isn't technically allowed on Krakoa. She was only invited by uh, Magneto. Magneto invited her to Krakoa for the Hellfire Gala because of their longstanding history. They I mean once believed to be her father. She was once to be believed to be a mutant. I mean, she goes back to the Brotherhood of Mutants uh, when it was originally created. Um, so her and Magneto have a big history. He's now ex- uh, suspected of her murder because she was strangled to death by, they believe, the last person she was seen with, which was... Uh, Magneto. Magneto. Now, they still haven't retconned the retcon of the retcon, so she's still an inhuman, not She's not, his... she's not an inhuman, I don't believe. There's more to the Scarlet Witch. You know how the movie or the, the show alluded to a lineage of the Scarlet Witch? So the comics did the for. same thing. Like, her original mother, apparently, it was, the, was one of the Scarlet Witches. So there's a lineage uh, a, of, like, of the Scarlet Witch. Like, there's more to that character than we so originally So it makes that whole incest comic a little bit better? Well, first off, that incest <laughs> comic was not the main story. That was, that was the Ultimates universe, which, which is gone. <laughs> That's gone now. It's a whole different... So let's not even bring that up. Uh, but Magneto did. The reason he brought her to Krakoa is he wanted to say, like, I still look at you as a daughter. I still see you as a daughter. Um, so and that was kind of cool because, again, he is no longer considered her father because... You know, retcons with Fox when Marvel was mad <laughs> that uh, they they were trying to to pull rank with the mutants. Um, so oh, yeah. anyway, well, she's not a mutant anymore. Poof. Yeah, uh, this should be good. the The trials they've done. We've had the trial of Gambit, and wasn't there a trial of Jean Grey at one point after the Phoenix? Well, yeah, the trial of Jean Grey. Yeah, cause she she obliterated like a solar system or something, and they um, and they and then they show up at her family reunion or something. Yeah. But this might be a lesser known like event, but it's only happened a few times. And each of the storylines they've done the trial of has been a decent uh, storyline. So I have high hopes for this. And Magneto, anytime you have him walk that gray area, he's a more interesting character. But here's the biggest problem with how Marvel is operating now and why they're so why it's so important for them to market correctly 
because they have a Scarlet Witch book called The Darkhold coming out not too long from now. So where does that fit in continuity wise? Like, are we now in DC era where like you have to figure out through context if it's actually where it falls in continuity or is this, have you already told me that she's coming back before this book's even over (laughs) before it even started? I have a feeling they're going into DC territory. I have a feeling we're going to start seeing more books from them that are out of order because they're realizing finally that some people only read certain stories and they're not going to jump over and read like this big group event. They're just going to keep reading this. So it doesn't matter to them. All right. Well, let's keep this moving. Let's jump into some walking dead territory. We got some and uh, moving on one real big story, but two, <laughs> two kind of smaller ones. One that I'm just, I'm just in love with, which is the, uh, the alternate uh, alien <laughs> story. Just the fact that it's a real thing with multiple issues <laughs> cracks me up. So uh, the quickest bit of history I could possibly give you the only reason that uh, Robert Kirkman was able to make The Walking Dead as he lied to Image Comics, saying that it was aliens-oriented, that aliens caused the zombie apocalypse and were hiding behind the apocalypse. So, later on, they ask him, the show's great, the comics, or excuse me, the comics great, but I, where are the aliens? And he goes, no, I lied. So, <laughs> later on, they, uh, later on, it's as a little, you know, t- I think it was, what, 100 and, what, what issue was it? It wasn't the 100th issue. 167. Like f- 167? 167. Wait, what are we, what are we talking about, Andrea? No, no. The when oh, they when they the, all of a sudden you read to the back of the comic and for some reason it's in damn. color. And when it's in color, you're like, what's happening? And then the governor shows up and he's part cy- cyborg and he's holding the head of Michonne and mm-hmm. everybody's superheroes now. And the aliens finally showed up and you're like, what in the world just happened? And that was just Kirkman having fun with everybody. So that's a real thing that's happening right now with Skybound Entertainment uh, that they are making that an actual story. Uh, and in the second one, I guess spoiler alert, uh, we've we've got to see Andrea again. Who is look at Andrea? Andrea is the best comic in that, or best character in that comic. Hands down, Andrea was by far my favorite person in that comic. Show garbage, comic. (laughs) She was amazing. I I feel like Moshko was agreeing with me. Did you see the? Did you read the comic? I read it every single issue, front to back. Fantastic. I think you actually put me onto it years ago. So, um, yeah, anyway, we got to see, uh, we got to see, uh, she shows up very cable very, very much super baby, like looking with a, with like a, a metal arm and a gigantic gun. Um, but yeah, super cool. Definitely go, uh, when you go into the shop, pick those up if you're interested. So uh, people really cared about that. What? The, the space invasion alternate story. Not not enough that they asked for this, but I don't think anyone's fighting it now that it's a thing. <laughs> like nobody's knocking it now that it's here. Um, another quick thing: we've got our uh, our first look at Daryl Dixon's first appearance in the comics. Like we know it was a big deal when Clementine first showed up. Now we've got our first Daryl Dixon related story, uh, and this is going to be coming in a eighty dollar gigantic special. Am I am I right about that? Yep, new hardcover. Yep. Mm-hmm. So so um, is this a new book? Or is this just done. a cover? No, I, th- I believe there's a story, like a like a standalone story that's going to be in it. But I believe the book, the actual Walking Dead comics, finished. That's done. Um, right. This but- is this is the art of AMC's The Walking Dead. So I imagine it's just going to be, you know, drawings and and things of that nature. Um, so they're drawing him as if he would have appeared in the in comics, the but he's not mm-hmm. actually appearing. I didn't know if they were going to add him. Oh in, no, like, do he's a retro in- remix. You know, panels here and there. Well, it's the same with Clementine. Clementine had her own kind of story. Like a lot of some of the Negan stories were their own thing. 
outside of uh, the, the the standard Walking Dead um, continuity. So, or I mean, they they are in continuity. They're just not part of the sta- the, the the story. Like you know how the Wood to Ro- or uh, Road to Woodbury mm-hmm. and all the, the, the yeah all the, the books. books which were outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those tie into the comic universe and the show universe, which is bizarre. Um, but anyway, so there you go. So let's talk about some TV news. Actually, I want to throw this over to, to Moshko. Moshko, this is something we talked about a long, long time ago. Uh, but what's going on with that $200 million suit? (laughs) Somebody's just about to get paid. So our wonderful friend, uh, Frank Darabont, who we all know is the, uh, one of the, the big minds behind the actual AMC show, um, for a while, he you know he was the showrunner. He he did everything for the first season. Uh, once the first season concluded, I believe he moved on to other things. I'm not not 100 sure on that. I think he was there for the second season as well. Right. So ultimately, his I guess his contract was was a piece of garbage. And once AMC became the juggernaut it was with the Walking Dead property, you know he was saying, hey. I kind of drove this, you know, where's, where's all the money I should be receiving for this. And, you know, there are a bunch of lawsuits over years. I mean, this has been going on for, I don't know if it says it here, but you know, many, many years. And finally, finally, he's, uh, he's going to get paid. So uh, information came out when um, they were doing their, uh, you know, the report on uh, securities and exchange commission. And they have to basically submit, Hey, here's all our money. This is where it's going. Uh, there was one thing in there for a uh, settlement payment, and that essentially went to the plaintiffs and for future revenue sharing. So that was basically his his money that they had to report. And he won't be able to ask for any more. Now, this, mm-hmm. the reason why this took so long to go through is it sets a really, really bad precedent that mm-hmm. contracts don't mean anything anymore because he signed the contract with them it was a crappy contract. Nobody's fighting that. No one expected. No one expected. Even they did not expect it to make as much money it did. But for the fact that it did, somebody being able to go back and be like, my contract sucks. I want more money. Could open up other businesses to go through that, which is why they went through and there was very specific things they looked at. Mm-hmm. Um, and the settlement is actually stopping that from mm-hmm. having a judgment on it. I thought there was more to it than that. I thought they were also lying about how much money they were bringing in, which is where the Kirkman lawsuit and the Lauren Cohen lawsuit comes in. They weren't releasing to them how much money they were making because they kept asking, you know, it seems like we're making a ton of money, but it wouldn't have affected their pay at the time. Well, remember the save something very similar happened to the guy who was in the Darth Vader costume. Remember the guy Mm -hmm. in the in the Darth Vader costume never has still to this day never been paid. Well, and never got paid for Darth Vader because they never recouped expenses. So this kind of shady stuff happens all the time with beloved properties. And the fact that there's still, what, two or three more lawsuits coming after this that are still? Well, it's Kirkman's, I still think, Kirkman. uh, what's-her-name's got dismissed. Like she didn't when she have... went back on the show? Well, she, yeah. well, when she went back on the show, and I think she found out she didn't really have a leg to stand on because mm-hmm. her contract goes through the Actors Guild. Yep. And because they have to look at everything, it's basically the company saying, not only did you look at this, but you had representatives mm. oversee this. Mm. Um, but it's a really, I mean, we could talk nerdy about it, but the settlement means more than them going through and having a 
uh, an actual judgment be set. Because mm-hmm. yeah, if it was a judge saying you have to pay him, all bets are off. You would see mm-hmm. Marvel and Disney get their asses sued yeah. to high heaven. Yeah, he's, you know, the big term of it is, you know, he's receiving $143 million, but he's also receiving then $57 million for future uh, you know, re- revenue. So that's where the 200 million comes from. It's all just lumped into one. And now it's, you know, he's done. And Kirkman's is supposed to, his lawsuit's about to start. So I have a feeling turn of next year, they'll make a settlement with him as well. All right. Well, so we got two, two more little small bits of movie news, or excuse me, TV news. Then we're going to jump into movies. Uh, one real quick, the, uh, there's rumor that Leia is going to be playing a pivotable, uh, pivotable, Pivotal, pivotal role in the uh, in the Obi Wan Kenobi show, uh, which how that works is beyond my comprehension. I, I mean, I know I didn't finish Rebels, and I know I didn't finish um, you know Bad Batch and all that, but I don't know how that works when she's supposedly on Alderaan this whole time, uh, especially when this takes place in in the timeline. So. I, I maybe I'm just confused on where it takes place, but it's very cool that uh, that that is going to have more of a connection to the main story than I thought it initially would. I thought it was going to be more of a Clone Wars kind of story mm-hmm. uh, and less original trilogy, but this is a nice bridge. Uh, it's also being played by the girl who played, I believe her name was actually Girl in um, Bird Box. Wasn't she just called Girl? Didn't, didn't, um, was that, uh, the, the- uh, was that I Can't Like See Anything movie yeah. versus I Can't, or Not To Make Any Noise movie? Exactly. And what if they make a movie where you can't taste anything or you'll get pursued by something? <laughs> there must be a market for it. Anyway. The, the snozberries taste like dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. The next little bit, we got our first little tease at Why the Last Man. Uh, for longtime comic readers, this is a cult classic. Um, I know a lot of people have been waiting for this show to show up. It's, it's run the gamut of stations and never actually come out. So uh, the fact that we're seeing anything is a pretty big deal. Um, it'll be in the show post if you want to check that out. It hasn't shown us anything about the actual show, what it's going to look like, tone, anything like that. It's just a very cool visual um, that kind of, of introduces the, the concept. No, it's not even that. It's just like a. it looks like an opening sequence <laughs> of a show. That's what it looks like. Uh, but it's pretty cool. All right, let's jump into movie news and let's start talking about Black Widow because, whoo, buddy, that she wasn't the only one that fell off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been what's been going on. The second week sales have dropped off and broken records in the opposite direction uh, since pandemic uh, blockbusters have been released. F9 had, until this, the biggest drop. Now this had the biggest drop. Um, and the theaters are upset because they're blaming... The, the ability to watch things at home simultaneously. But you couldn't do that with Fast 9. And it still had the biggest drop ever. These drops are just happening. And in my opinion, I think it's because the only people going to movies right now are the people that would see it the first week. Mm-hmm. Your casual movie goer isn't going that second. They're not going to go the first week because they don't want to be around the crowds. They're not going to the second week. They might as well wait the three months and buy it at home. Yeah. So makes sense. I don't think the theaters really have a leg to stand on for this. I also don't think Disney is telling the truth when they said that they're only doing this during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. It's been too profitable for them directly. And they saw they still can have huge opening weekend numbers. So I have a feeling they'll tweak it where it might be a two week window 
yeah. you can watch it at home for a certain amount rather than whatever, and then allow you to go to the theaters to watch it. So you have opening weekend, maybe two weeks to watch it at home or purchase it. And then you have to go to the theater after that. Yeah. That that's would a, surprise that's, me. That's the thing. If they're making tech, if they're technically making less from the, uh, you know, Disney plus revenue, they're still not really making less because they're getting all of that versus, you know, half or whatever the percentage is when they're, you know, revenue sharing with these theaters. So it, they're making out either way. It's just a different form of accounting. And the theaters are also upset is uh, concessions are down like 90% because people don't want to eat or drink around in public. So it's just them opening right now isn't really helping them. That's why people like us go and can rent the entire theaters because that is a huge chunk where people are comfortable ordering all those concessions and stuff. To make up that profit for them. So that's why you want this to keep going. So you can just rent the theater. Oh, hell yeah. I get it. I 250 get it bucks a pop. <laughs> Private theater. Money bag mower. There he is. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's move on a little bit to some Blade news. Actually, interesting Blade news. We have new Blade news and old Blade news. We uh, we are we're 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 tackling Blade through the multiverse on this one. Uh, so first we got the Mashal Ali uh, Blade reboot that's on its way. Uh, has found a director, a first time director, I believe. Well, not technically first time because it was also a documentary or something that the I believe this director did. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how to pronounce it, but uh, what is it? Uh, his name Tariq. is Bosam Tariq. That that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, but the the film that he did, Mogul. Mowgli, yeah, I'm, Mowgli? I'm, Mowgli? I'm doing a bad job. Mogul Mowgli. Mowgli, it's the guy from the Jungle Book. Mogul Mowgli, Mogwai. Anyway, anyway, Mogwai. Don't feed him after midnight. <laughs> anyway, woof, woof. whatever he did, he he won awards for this. So you know, somebody out there really likes what he's doing, and he was hired. Obviously, I'm scared by Marvel, though. So why? <laughs> documentary to horror, but wasn't that documentary? What, dude, I, that's what Marvel does. They pick they pick people who did well. They they somewhat acclaimed for one thing or like two things, and then they give them as much money as they could possibly imagine for their <laughs> next project. It's it's kind of their thing, uh, and I'm good with it. I, and I look, guess with Marvel, not to take anything away from them, you don't have to direct much. No, nope. because Fahey kind of says, "Here's what you have to do: you can sprinkle something on page seven and twenty three. They're probably not going to do much with the story. It's probably just all shot list. <laughs> it's probably just coming. How's it going to look? How do you want the actress to perform? That's about as far as it's going to go. Story's so, probably been tackled. So uh, definitely not a documentary. It was actually a drama. You want me to read yeah. the synopsis really quick? Because I think yes. all of us would enjoy this. On the brink of his first international tour, Zed, a British Pakistani rapper, decides to fly home to the UK to visit the family he has not seen in two years. Uh, in the midst of trying to reconnect with his parents, he's suddenly struck uh, down by an autoimmune disease. As his condition worsens and his big breakthrough moment is in danger of vanishing into the thin air, uh, Zed descends into a physical and emotional crisis amplified by vivid hallucinations. It wow. sounded Sounds great in the beginning. Like, this will be cool. And then it just got British really Pakistani. It got really dark. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like oh, oh, this will be fun. Oh, this no. will be like uplifting, like Rocky, but for a, a rapper. By no. by your by your third sentence, I was like, "Oh, Zed." Well, here's the thing: I didn't read all the die. way through either. I only read the first two. So as I was reading, I was feeling the same thing you were. 
All right. Well, let's talk about old blade. Let's talk about let's talk about post-it note won't open my eyes blade. Let's talk let's talk Wesley Snape's blade, because uh, this would have been amazing. So in the multiverse somewhere, this has happened, and it probably was an outstanding movie. Uh, the Underworld series, where we fans of the Underworld series before we even take this further, the Kate yes. Beckinsale werewolves, the except Lycan for versus- the third one. Yes, the third was garbage. Um, the well, actually, was it the fourth one? No, the fourth what? one was garbage. One, two, three, and five yeah, the, were good. The original trilogy was pretty good, but the one where they went, there was one when they went back, and it was like the Lycan story that was. Kind I feel of, they were just competing with Resident Evil and just. Well, do you out. know why that Lycan story happened? Because mm. the guy, the director, was her husband, and she like left him for the actor Kate Beckinsale, so mm. they couldn't have them in the same movie together anymore. Oh, wow. It was either she was married to the director and left for the actor or vice versa. Well, if you've never seen at least Underworld, it's worth your time. It's outstanding. And the dude, here's a fun little throw it back to Marvel Comics. The the giant Lycan um, was the same guy who created Blue Marvel. Yeah, I talked to him on, I can't remember his name now. He's a super nice dude. He's in all of the groups that we're in. And he, if you just really? hit him up, he'll talk comics with you all the time. <laughs> Well, then I feel like we doesn't have to do start- podcasts. Oh, come what on! What if we like actually sat down with him? Yeah, make you, you meet him on, somewhere. You'll know him because come, if, come as on, an actor, because mm. he's got the deepest voice in the world. Come, I know it's going to sound amazing. It's going to put everybody to sleep. <laughs> it's going to be wonderful. Mauer, Mauer, I'm going to need you to work some magic. I'm going to make right. let him break his rules. Anyway, they were going to have a blade Wesley Snipes blade crossover movie with. Uh, Underworld. That was the original goal of Underworld. Uh, And Marvel said no. Marvel said we have plans for the character and no. I would love to know where this falls on the timeline of the Blade movies and the Underworld movies because I don't know how much time was between those two. So it was happening around the same time that they shot down having Morbius um, in Blade. So the second they shut down Morbius, the underworld had already kind of thought what they were going to do. And then they just, you can't mix him with anything. But it's uh, Kevin Garreau. Revo. Look, 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 look. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, the guy who created Blue Marvel? Yep. Yeah, and remember when we did the Blue Marvel breakdown, we spent like the first half just talking about the accomplishments of that man. That mm-hmm. man is a wildly impressive person. Uh just his Wikipedia page reads like <laughs> reads like a like a like a biography that someone spent a lot of money he's, on. He's an actual <laughs> gentleman and scholar, and Indeed. he is very outspoken for proper representation. Mm-hmm. Like he freaked out when they started just giving representation to take over other characters. Like he went on and put people on blast and got a big backlash from it. And he said no. People like me worked hard to put characters out there for representation and did the work. He's like, it cheapens everything I did because you're just slapping this onto another character. And he is not afraid to speak his mind. He really is one of the nicest people in the in the world. There's some other bits of news. Uh, right. Black Adam apparently finished filming. Benedict Cumber or Benedict Wong is happy that he's in, in Shang Chi, but none of that really matters. The one thing that we have to talk about that has nothing to do with comics, well, it has something to do with comics, but still worth talking about is that Clerks Three was announced, and I know that does not fall into the normal topics of this show. But like the squeal of joy <laughs> <laughs> when I first saw that bit of news was just, it, it's too much. And I'm just so thrilled that that's a thing. If, we'll if, throw a few other quick things in there. John Cena appeared at Money in the Bank last night. 
because filming with the peacekeeper uh, is over. Tonight mm-hmm. on Raw, or sorry for you guys, two nights ago on Raw, he made a joke, but I don't think it was a joke, that he's going to go to the suicide premiere in full costume. That would be amazing. <laughs> I Honestly, I think he should just wear a tux and the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Speaking of wrestling? Speaking of wrestling, heels dropped their fir- uh, full trailer. Oh, yeah, that looked good. That it looked looks good. really good. Um, I know Moshko and I will be reviewing each episode when they come out. Menti can come on for at least the first one and try and <laughs> understand wrestling. The one thing that's I- exactly how it's going to be. It's going to be one episode. The second episode is going to be like, nah, I'm busy. <laughs> the one thing I will comment on is the subliminal them putting hero- face villain heel Mm -hmm. in the trailer to explain to people the terminology of face and heel because your face is your hero wrestler and your heel is your villain wrestler and i think they knew right off the bat that people weren't going to get that so kind of having that flash on the screen was a really cool touch yeah i wasn't i didn't get that until you just said that (laughs) well face (laughs) is baby face yes is is the long term right we're going to get you on the, uh, there's a whole glossary of wrestling terms that I think we're going to quiz you on. Yeah. You mean you can, that's, that's a, that is a quiz. I have no issue with failing. <laughs> we're going to keep it kayfabe and Menti do that thing. You can find the show. Welcome to Fireside everywhere online, including YouTube Moshko <laughs> at you Fireside it. crew. Uh, unless, uh, unless it's Twitter. The Fireside crew. Excuse me. I've just screwed myself up. I throw a Moshko in there. Welcome, welcome to, Fireside. to Fireside everywhere, and except for then, Twitter, where we're Fireside Crew. And if you happen to be going to Loot Crate, don't forget to use Fireside Crew 15 to get 15% off your next subscription box. As always, I'm Mr. Mauer. You know who Ma- you know who Mauer is? Mauer's that dude that you can't get a hold of for two months and then kicks your door open with a case of beer screaming at you. Why aren't you drinking this with me? That's that's what that's what Mauer just did to this show. <laughs> Once again, I'm Menti. Uh, Moshko and I had a reference, but I'm not going to say it on this show. And I'm uh, Mr. Mauer. Go to welcometofireside.com. Check out Moshko's editing. I missed you guys. Fireside Crew 15. Go buy some sports Woo-hoo. show. Loop Deuces. Crate. Moscow collects. Well, yeah, support him too. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Peace. Bye. Stay out. Out.